This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Oh, today we get to dig into intimacy, as as I've titled this particular episode, God can never be too close for comfort. (laughs) And so, you know, this verse is very, very intimate. And as we talked about in the first part of the verse, there's definitely a situation here where you you can see that blessed are those who mourn, and here comes the comfort, because the second part of the verse definitely describes that. So to read it in English, Verse 13 in its entirety says, A bundle of myrrh is my well-beloved unto me. He shall lie all night betwixt my breasts. And so, wow, today we get to talk about this, he shall lie all night betwixt my breasts. And you can see the intimacy of this verse. And I almost hesitate to say this because it sounds a bit bizarre, but no doubt that the Jews have taught for years that that the easy, quick understanding of this part of the verse is that the two staves of the ark were were so long that they actually stuck into the the curtain that separated the holy of holies, you know, from the holy place. And so, when you're in the holy place, you could see the two poles of the ark, you know, sticking into the curtain, which would obviously look like a woman, you know, standing there. And the point being that, you know, between those two staves was the ark, and it's really, really an unbelievable picture of where our hearts are, right? That, you know, between our breasts is our heart. And so what a cool thing that, you know, our beloved is going to spend the night there. But the neat thing about that word in Hebrew is it doesn't say he's going to spend all the night. What it actually says is that he's going to lodge there. And so this hopefully is a permanent situation where he's going to lodge right there in our hearts. Because if you think about that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, then the Holy of Holies is your heart. And it does lie right there between the two poles, so to speak. And so the, the easy, quick understanding of this is it is, in fact, our heart that that is there, and I don't want anybody to miss that the picture there that they're showing of the Holy of Holies is that place. But think about what it means that this is a very holy thing. And, and, and the idea of breasts are very, very holy. And to give us a sense of this and the sense of the miracle of the number eight and the letter het, and I really think much of what this is talking about when it's teaching us the statutes, which is the whole reason, you know, we went from the 119th Psalm to this particular study is that the two words that are that are repeated eight times in this song of Solomon in eight verses are the myrrh and the breast. They're both repeated eight times, and I don't think that's any coincidence whatsoever, and I think they both have to do with holiness, and they're talking about the holiness of marriage, the holiness of tears, and the holiness of breasts, which when you think about both those, they're very feminine. They're very, um, you know, both compassionate and comforting, and and just this amazing thing that you can't help but say that God's really trying to show us something, and I think that the idea of us wanting him as close as we can possibly get him right there to lodge in our hearts. I mean, it's absolutely spectacular when you put all that together and think about it. Um, 
so the other thing that I wanted to spend a little bit of time on, because my uh, number one podcast last year, <laughs> I can't even believe that it is, but it was, um, was a Bible wonder that I did on the wonder of milk. And, and this idea of milk, and part of the reason why it is so holy and why it is that it's repeated eight times in this psalm is there's all sorts of connections between the word shad and the milk of the word, okay? <laughs> because when you think about it, the letter shin is the first letter in the word breast in Hebrew, and the second letter is a dalid. Well, when you go back to the 119th Psalm, which we spent all those weeks on the letter shin, think about how much that has to do with the Word of God. Because you might remember <laughs> that, you know, that the, the first verse was, you know, princes persecute us without a cause, but thy servants' hearts, we stood in awe of thy word, right? That, that standing in awe of the word is the very first verse. In, and, and think about how that has to do with the milk of the word, that, that we being, we're standing in awe of it. And then the, the second verse is, we rejoice in thy word as one who findeth great spoil. Well, ask any man on his wedding night, and he'll tell you <laughs> he's foundeth great spoil. I mean, this is something to rejoice in. It absolutely is. And it's so, you know, yay, God, what an amazing thing you've done here. And, and no wonder we're so captivated by this word. I, I think it's clearly why Solomon didn't just say, you know, <laughs> he, he lodges in my heart. He, he made it a very intimate thing because of that letter shin. And, and you know, when you think about um, the whole section of the letter shin, what it has to do with the word is just spectacular. And I can't tell you, you know, but I would sure go just meditate on those eight verses of the letter shin and think how that has to do with the milk of the word. Well, the second letter in the word breast is a dalit, which has everything to do, interestingly, with um, service, which when you think about the comfort of what breasts were designed for in all respects, you know, it has a lot to do with that. And, and, and then you think about, this is interesting to me and something just to ponder, is that you might remember the third verse in the shin section says, I hate and abhor lying, but thy law do I love. Well, <laughs> you, you might remember that the fourth verse in the Dalit section, as I recall, it's the fourth verse, it says, um, remove from me the way of lying and grant me thy law graciously. Well, if you listen to, you know, the Jews, when they talk about teaching on the letter Shin, they call it Sheker and that it's a false, you know, that it's sort of a mask that, that can be worn to look like you're something that you're not. Well, you know, it's interesting that both in the, in the shin section and in the Dalit section is the two places where we see this word lying and, and, and how we're to abhor it. And, and so I just think it's fascinating that the word is truth, right? And, and, and the, the, the milk of the word would definitely just be anti-lies in so many different ways. I mean, so many things to ponder here that it's absolutely spectacular from my standpoint. And so the idea of he, of wanting us to, to just snuggle, right? To just be there with the Lord all night, completely intimate in our hearts. I mean, what could be sweeter than that? And laying up right against us. I mean, how, however that works, I can just tell you, <laughs> I've always found it fascinating that, that my wife, you know, for, for her, she just, she loves to snuggle. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing because that is intimacy. I mean, that, 
that is, you know, what we want from God. And so, you know, it's neat, neat, neat to me that he gave us this beautiful, amazing picture of intimacy and holiness. Now, you might remember that when we stuttered the Kuf section, that it had to do with holiness, but it also has to do with proximity. And so there you get a sense, from my standpoint, you know, as, as, as you think about um, they draw nigh that run after mischief, but they're far from thy law. Well, that word, when they say they run nigh that run after mischief, that word mischief, that word has to do with sexual immorality. And, and, and this is the people that are unholy, but the holy people make a, this, this whole idea of love and, and fruitfulness is a completely holy thing, a very special thing that's very close and near to God, God's heart. And obviously, you know, he, <laughs> if you messed around with the ark, you messed around with, you know, and, and went in the wrong place and all these things, you know, that's just, just off limits. This is only for those people that he wants to be intimate with. And, and, and that's the, for them to know, and, and it's something that's between him and them. And so what a beautiful, beautiful thing, this holiness of intimacy that, that we're seeing here. Again, we get to revisit these words, myrrh and breast, seven more times, and each time he's teaching something very spectacular about intimacy, about love. But I don't want anybody to miss it. I, I, you know, in my mind, when I started doing this, I said, well, obviously, there's some connection between the first chapter of the Song of Solomon and the Aleph. And you may know that the word love in Hebrew, for most times that you're going to use it, is the word ahab, which starts with an aleph, which is kind of telling you, since we know that the aleph is connected to the father, well, you put an aleph and then a hey, which means the aleph expressed is like God's love. But when you put the bet in it, it means to his house. And so it's almost like those people that are in his family are going to experience his, the expression of how he feels, and which is the people that are intimate with him are going to receive that love, but they got to be under, <laughs> under his umbrella, so to speak, in his house. And, and so the only way you're going to get to these staves that are there next to the ark, right, is to get into the holy place. <laughs> and, and the only way you're going to get to the holy of holies honestly, is to have the blood of Christ. And then when you have Jesus, you can experience a closeness that you will never be too close for comfort, and he will lodge there in your heart. Like the ark, I would be remiss if I didn't say that, this, that inside the ark there were three things, right? There is the law. So as we study and meditate and we get his word in our heart, we memorize it, oh my gosh, it's exactly where it belongs. And the manna was in the ark, right? And, and so that's what you get daily. As you go to study the word, you get this food which nourishes you, which you might remember in the 119th Psalm, they talked about thy word is pure, therefore thy soul loveth it. It's just absolutely pure what our heart needs as we meditate and study on the word. And then the third thing that was in the ark that we know of um, was, the, was the rod that budded. And that rod that budded was an almond branch. And the almond branch is the first thing that buds in the spring. It's the first fruits. And the rod has always been a symbol of 
leadership. And so it's Jesus, okay? <laughs> and he's lodging right there in the ark in that rod that budded along with the law. In other words, all these things are in our hearts as God is, is picturing all these things that we would know and be able to treasure these as we get closer to him and, and as we study him. You know, it's just an amazing thing just to even, you know, read this verse. <laughs> you can see the contrast, and I'll say it one more time because it's just spectacular. It says, a bundle of myrrh is my well-beloved unto me. He shall lie all night betwixt my breasts. Thanks for listening. <laughs>